This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. just about 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharad. First up this hour, Tringanu has passed four new Sharia law amendments which has attracted criticism from a number of rights groups. So to get into it, uh, the specific enact the specific amendments are to the Sharia Criminal Offences Enactment to 2022, and it introduces four new sections, uh, Section 3A, Witchcraft and Black Magic, Section 29A, Pregnancy or Giving Birth Out of Wedlock, Section 33A, Women Acting as Men, and Section 36A, uh, Sodomy Preparation. Yeah, that's not a candlelight dinner, is it? <laughs> okay, so... You were lying in wait for that. <laughs> I was watching was. you. <laughs> It's, it also introduced amendments to 21 exi- existing sections. Now, needless to say, uh, there have been responses. Human rights groups, including Sisters in Islam and Justice for Sisters, have called on Suakam to conduct a human rights impact assessment on the Tranganu uh, Sharia Criminal Offences Enactment 2022. They said that the amendments exacerbate existing harmful impacts on women, young people, and uh, LGBTQ persons. So I think some of the some of the reactions have ranged from, I guess, just wondering what exactly we're talking about or what exactly is trying to be tackled, uh, for example, with the, the candlelight dinner reference you made, but also uh, witchcraft and black magic and the like. But um, in terms of concrete reactions, I think the point about pregnancy um, and out-of-wedlock uh, out of wedlock pregnancies um, and births, I think that one has, has prompted a number of very very firm and well-thought-out arguments simply because there, there's an abundance of information around the world um, and in our country even to point to how harmful it can be to further, to further stigmatise um, to further stigmatize people who find themselves in these situations. Um, it's bad for young women. Uh, it's bad for women as a whole. It's bad for the babies who are born. There's a lot of stuff there to unpack, I think. And also very bad for the boys involved because, you know, it does take a man uh, still mm-hmm. uh, to impregnate a woman and, uh, and you know, in a mutual situation of mutual desire or love or whatever that culminates in the sex act and then pregnancy, to say through law that the men have no responsibility for their, con- uh, for their acts is detrimental to their moral moral sense, right? So it's it's like letting men off the hook in, in the most egregious way. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the the question is, if the state sees um, trends, social trends that they consider problems that they need to address, is criminalization the best route? Yes. And those are some of the questions that we're going to pose with our guest, uh, Fari Azad Sharia Lawyer. We'd like to hear from you, though, if you have thoughts on the amendments um, that have been passed in the Trunganu State Legislative Assembly to the Sharia Criminal Offences Enactment 2022. Um, In other words, as we just said, witchcraft and black magic, um, pregnancy or giving birth out of wedlock, women acting as men, sodomy preparation, all of these are now punishable by law. Uh, If you'd like to weigh in, that number to call is 7733-2900. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. 
It is 5.12 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharad. We are talking today about uh, amendments that have been made to Trunganu's state Sharia laws. If you'd like to weigh in or offer an opinion of any sort, uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us on the line um, is Fari Azad, Sharia lawyer. Fari, uh, thanks so much for speaking with us. Uh, pleasure. So, uh, as we've been saying, four days ago, the Tranganu government passed several enactments to its Sharia laws, uh, among them covering issues from uh, black magic or shamanism to the issue of pregnant teens. Now, human rights groups, including Sisters in Islam, have called on Suhakam to conduct a human rights impact assessment of the amendments. Um, Can you help us contextualise this move overall and whether you think um, human rights in this sense is the best way to frame concerns around this move by, by Tranganu? Uh, okay, uh, I'll give that a shot. I think uh, first I'll talk about contextualizing and then I'll talk about uh, whether human rights is the best way to frame this. So uh, in terms of contextualizing, I'll say the first thing we have to appreciate is that there are two uh, uh, bodies that can make law in Malaysia. There's the parliament that makes federal law and there are state legislatures that make state law. So who can make what law is already set out in the federal constitution. That's in Schedule 9. Now, matters that relate to Islamic law or Sharia uh, law is state law. And in this in this p- present topic, it would be the Trangano state legislature that makes that law. So Sharia law is not made by parliament that only makes uh, uh, federal laws. Uh, this is a state-created law, so it only binds those in Trangano. So uh, now to move to the, your, the other part of the question, which is, uh, is human rights the best way to frame this? I don't think so uh, from both a legal and perhaps a perceptual standpoint, um, because human rights is not the standard by which laws are judged in Malaysia. Um, we should measure it really against the federal constitution, which is the supreme law of uh, Malaysia. And that is the question. Is this are these amendments, are these laws that they intend to include, are they constitutional? Uh, I.e., is this in accordance with the spirit and provisions of our federal constitution? Um, so human rights, is, it's, it's a rather vague and nebulous thing, and it's, and it's more defined by all these international instruments, which uh, Malaysia is yet to be um, um, signatory to. So, so I would say we should measure it against the federal constitution. So in that regard, uh, Fari, is it constitutional? Are, are there problems with these laws? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know, one thing, let me just preface this. Um, you know, I think judges don't like lawyers coming on and saying, you know, this is constitutional. That's not constitutional because really these are matters that should be taken up uh, in challenges in the um, courts, right, to be determined and, and then finally decided by the judges. So, so, um, so I, I will, so I will give my opinion in that respect, uh, in that context. So there are four uh, things I understand that they sought to introduce. One is to uh, ban shamanism and witchcraft, uh, be, uh, uh, sorry, women posing as men, women uh, conceiving children out of wedlock and sodomy. Uh, now, I don't know why they're, they're trying to include sodomy or anything related to sodomy, because sodomy is something that already has been um, enacted by federal law. And there was a recent federal court, court case called Ikiputra, which decided that, look, 
um, since Parliament has already made a sodomy a law, uh, now Sharia, uh, state law cannot make uh, an offence, whether it's Sharia or not, to be a Sharia offence, right? Because you, you only should have uh, one, one kind of offence like that. Uh, and if federal has it already, state cannot have it. Now, as for the other three, forbidding shamanism and witchcraft, uh, women posing as men, um, women posing as men, well, um, you know, that that may be caught under Article 8. Uh, if the Article 8 is the equality provision of the federal constitution, um, so that that may be may be invalidated or may be challenged on those grounds. Um, women conceiving children out of wedlock, potentially, uh, that's something that, that can be looked at as well. Uh, as for shamanism and witchcraft, um, I, I don't even know what to say about that, really. So we have a uh, question on WhatsApp from Cheryl who wants to know, my question is, will all past-led states enact the same law and would future past-led states do the same as well? Oh, that's more a political question, mm. but given given the trajectory of their laws uh, that have been they have been attempting to make, I think that would be a reasonable um, reasonable opinion to hold. Yeah. Now uh, we we only talk about how to measure or assess these laws, but uh, let's come to the Malaysian Pediatrics Association because they believe that there is a harmful impact on health and uh, well-being for women and girls in you know in respect to these laws. So, um, but is public health impact a consideration in drafting Sharia law? Um, I don't think so. Uh, from my experience of it, my my sense of it is they have no other considerations except the religious one. Um, because as you have pointed out earlier during your conversation before we started this, uh, there are so many bad things that could come out of this law, you know, especially when you criminalize uh, um, a woman that has a child out of wedlock. Uh, as you say, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't cater for the men who are equally responsible uh, it's not helpful to the mother. It's not helpful to the children. Now they're going to be marked as, you know, offenders. And and why? Um, and when really this is a educational, social, and and cultural issue. I, I don't think it should be made into a legal issue by criminalizing it. Um, no good can come out of this. And 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 for me, sometimes I I do really question the basis and and the considerations that in which Sharia law are made. Sometimes I wonder whether they even consult anybody else when they propose these laws because they really seem to really address only a narrow range of interests when they are enacted. Section 36A uh, of the amendments cover acts, uh, as we've said, involving sodomy preparations. And I think some of the questions around this have referred to the vagueness of that phrase. Uh, what does this refer to legally? Oof. I don't know. I mean, it's a new provision. I, I looked at it and I was just smiling to myself. What does it mean? You know, taking off your pants, bending over, you know, lubing yourself. I really don't know. And really, that should be spelled out and not simply left to the judges to make it up as they go along. So sodomy preparations, my God, I don't know. You know, maybe if I, I, I look funny at another guy as well, maybe you could say that sodomy preparation. So I think I think it's it's bad for vagueness. 
Yeah, um, we've suggested a candlelight dinner as well, uh, included as one of the preparations. I do want to ask you, though, uh, let's let's talk about bad law and, and vagueness, right? So you have this idea about women dressing as men, which is uh, is interesting because we live in a time where, at least for the last hundred years, even I think in Malaysia, it'd be true that women have worn pants. And what is Would the law have to specify what women's clothing is, what men's dress is in order to make this work as a law? Would they have to fix of it? Course. Of course they do. You know, because um, if you're going to criminalize something and you're going to punish us for this, we need to know exactly what you mean by this so that we, we can steer clear and we have reasonable notice what we shouldn't do. So... I, I don't know. I, sometimes I, I get very much these these laws are created out of sentiment. You know, they're out of sentiment and trying to capture a, a time which has long passed. In closing, Fari, um, you know, as part of, a, by way of explanation, I suppose, the state exco said that the government is attempting to address trends in society with some of these amendments, uh, crimin- you know, that mention again of criminalizing women who dress as men or black magic. I, I guess the, the central question is whether you think that the law is the best social policy tool in addressing these sorts of issues. Um, I I think it's a horrible tool. I mean, like I said earlier, these are educational issues, you know, uh, witchcraft, shamanism. That's how you tackle it. You show them science, man. And then you ask the shaman how to do it without the science. Um, I I, I think there are many other ways to go about it. Law should really be used as a last measure because laws come with penalties. Laws come with fines. You know, laws come with records. So really, um, and I want to say this, the problem with our lawmakers here is they're very naive thinking that if you pass a law, voila, it's all done. You know, this thing won't happen again. That's absolute rubbish. We really have to look and take time with these things. So I think, um, how should we deal with it? We need education. We need to teach them about sexual education, what, what what happens when a man and a woman get together and what they do and what happens after that. And what you should take to avoid certain things. So really, I think um, we, we, we should stay off the law. We should look at every other manner in which to address this and leave the law as a last resort. Because from my viewpoint as a lawyer as well, these are not, uh, these are not um, I would even call offences and offences that, that should be criminalised. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah Fari, uh, last question for me really has sure. to do with the fact that you are a lawyer and that uh, once these laws are passed, I mean, the real next stage is somebody gets caught for them, right? And then there's a possibility of a challenge. I mean, what, what is it going to be for the Sharia lawyer, someone like yourself? What exactly do you have in your toolkit to make the argument against uh, or in defense of somebody caught under one of these provisions? Um, you know, um, you know, Sharia criminal law, the penalties aren't very heavy. Uh, so, you know, you've got a maximum of three years, um, I think 5,000 fine and, and six strokes. So, you know, usually people don't fight this, you know, unless it's, it's going to be humiliating for them for, uh, to be convicted by something like that. But, you know, if, if, if that's the case, usually that's why people don't, tend to fight it too hard. Uh, they, they either plead guilty and then try to work out a, a, 
uh, a lower sentence. Um, I, if you ask me, really, all all I can, uh, the only thing I can fight this with is is um, you know logic, rationality, the federal constitution, and case law, um, because yeah, I. So they, they really need some help on in, in coming up with the Sharia laws to make sure that they're not only Islamic compliant, but they comply with the federal constitution as well as the practices and tradition of Malaysia as it is now. You know, not not uh, Medina or Mecca 800 over years ago. Fari, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, pleasure. That was Fari Azad, Sharia lawyer, weighing in on the amendments that have been made to uh, Trungganu's state government Sharia laws, uh, which include the which include making these offences punishable, right? Um, witchcraft and black magic, pregnancy or giving birth out of wedlock, women acting as men, and sodomy preparation. All of which, I think, in their own way cover a lot of ground, um, but in very vague ways, which is part of our discussion earlier. Um, we've been asking you for your thoughts. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.